Jordan. Ian. Who licked a frog to see what all the fuss was about, accidentally licked the wrong part, loved it, and now has a little froggy wife. Andrew Lloyd Webber. No. Two guys. What? It'll be a new musical come Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where two friends get greased up, fight, and the loser has to read the rubbish segment. Oh, I always hate reading the rubbish bits. <laughs> My name is Ian, and I am joined by the greasiest of all losers, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awful. I don't know what's worse, that or Geordie B. <laughs> How about Greasy B? Mix them together. Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> anyway, how are you today, my old pal? I'm really good for two reasons. One, I got a new uni pizza oven and it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. That sounds amazing. You keep sending me pictures and I just keep having to buy a new phone because I could drool all over my old one and break it. <laughs> you take a bite out of your phone, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was getting tranced by it. Like, <laughs> just got your gnashes in your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to backtrack a little bit, I've loved making pizzas ever since your mum showed me years and years ago yeah, yeah and i used to be terrified at the idea of kind of making my own dough from scratch and not having a clue just before we continue sorry do you still have that video that i sent you because you keep everything so you must still have that video that i sent you on the ingredients and how to make it all together for the dough i feel like i will do somewhere because if you do we should totally like try and link that somewhere or put it up on youtube or something for everyone to have a look at <laughs> we should do actually yeah i'll have to have a look and see how i have not matured <laughs> We know it's you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, but sorry, carry on. No, no, it's basically, I didn't realise how simple making dough would be. Mm. But I hate the fact that you had to bake it in the oven at the highest temperature for so long in your own home oven. Right. Even at its max temp, it's only about 250 degrees, which is absolutely nothing compared to a real pizza oven. Yeah, proper stone-baked sort of pizza oven. Exactly. And I, I even bought a stone, but I mean, still not perfect. So anyway, this outdoor uni pizza oven gets to about 500 degrees. It cooks in literally 60 seconds, maybe 90 seconds. So I've burned a few getting used to it, but I mean, honestly, I'm loving the process. Yeah, definitely, yeah. (laughs) Like, having to eat all your mistakes. Exactly. Even bad pizza is good pizza. Damn right. It's like they say, bad sex, it's still sex, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong. (laughs) And also, for number two, I started singing lessons. No way! I remember you telling me you were going to be doing that, but I didn't know you'd started. Yeah, yeah. I'm a about three or four lessons in at the moment, so it's still very early days. Oh, nice one. I found it really interesting, actually. So I didn't realise there would be so much to think about. I, apparently, I've got to keep my tongue down when I'm singing so that it creates more space for air in the mouth, which I didn't know. No way. I did not know that. I didn't either. I've got to let my jaw drop, and it was likened to as if I'm snoring, so my wife obviously loves that one. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> and on top of the snoring, she now has to put where you singing, so... <laughs> I also need to work on keeping my larynx down and not raising it as I reach higher notes. That's kind of tricky. I can imagine. It's like, you know, that yawny feeling when you yawn and your Adam's apple, as it were, kind of drops. Yeah. That's the feeling that it needs to be as you sing so that you don't, um, you basically don't ruin your voice, to be honest. Oh, oh, that's where I'm going wrong. That's why I sound like such a f***ing idiot. <laughs> I've been singing wrong since I was a kid and it's just f***ed me up. Yeah, but I mean, the problem is that you, you're doing it instead of using your drumsticks and it just doesn't work. Yeah. I've just got images like you say that you're this drummer, but actually you just try and blow on the skins of the drums. <laughs> I'm just really good at blowing, as I'm sure you're familiar. Oh, yeah, I'm, that's going to be a quote at the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> and lastly, even the idea of breathing from my diaphragm. Like, I thought breathing was something I did super well. I, I do it in my sleep and everything. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you. You're amazing. I know. I thought so. But apparently I need to breathe from the diaphragm when singing for some extra breath support. So I'm kind of trying to get Rocky used moved, to making John. that switch. Yeah. <laughs> and also working on my range too. So what is your current range then? Um, well, I'll, I'll give you a demo. So I can get quite low, like a D2 or something. So that's something like low. Bloody hell. Like quite low. Yeah. And then it goes all the way up. So let me just try. Low. Calm down, Jordan. Jordan. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, I've done it again. Oh, I broke the windows. My God. Oh, she's going to kill me. Oh, man. Your window fitters must be really happy with you. They've had so many quotes. Are you going to be all right? Continue with that bit of glass sticking out your arm. Uh, yeah, be fine. I'm used to it. It just keeps landing in that same spot, so it's numb now. I know. I don't change my position. I should do, shouldn't I? Yeah, you really should. Just maybe move to another room. Maybe I should just brick that wall up. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Move to your basement where there are no windows. That's when the walls start caving in, though. I can't win. Knock the entire foundation down, just crumble upon you. Never mind, I'll be okay. Uh, how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm alright, I've had a bit of a creepy week, to be honest. Oh, I like these creepy weeks. Well, oddly enough, do you remember last week when we were talking about Vardigas? Yes. So that's the one where there's like a premonition kind of thing, so the, the apparition of the person will come and perform the same task as the real person is going to then come and do. So I'm pretty sure that I experienced that for the first time in my life. Oh, really? Okay, so go on, what happened? Right, it was very strange. And there's one thing which is going to make people go, oh, well, obviously that's what it was then. Then, but then I have something which is my prover, which to me makes it definitely be a real thing. <laughs> okay. So I was sat on the sofa with my son. My wife and my eldest was away at uh, karate, chopping grannies and learning to be like dad. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Is that why he keeps breaking your door? Possibly. I mean, he's not very good yet. He's only he's only four. So just wait till he gets good and we're getting the walls out next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the only thing he's learnt so far, and it's just he's, he's latched onto it. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, uh, carry on. No worries, no worries. So I was sat on the sofa. It was getting towards the end of the day, so uh, you know I've been out work and stuff like that, looking after the little ones. I was pretty tired. My eyes were getting heavy, and I heard distinctly our front door push open my wife and my son come in as if they were brushing past the coats on the coat hook and my son always runs in ahead of my wife so i heard the footsteps uh, i heard him as if he had bent down and then taking his shoes off because he always does that when they're flat on the floor right so i heard him walk in and i looked at my watch and i was like it's a bit early i thought maybe he wasn't feeling it or he's a bit tired because we'd had a busy day maybe they'd come home early and people are gonna probably think oh well you probably just fell asleep and you dreamt it or something but the thing that makes it in my mind feel that it definitely happened is the fact that my youngest whenever he hears anyone come through the door he'll lean forward get off the sofa and look towards the living room door as if to wait for whoever is coming to walk in right and he did that so i heard the noise he shuffled his bum forward onto the front of the sofa looked towards the door and then i looked towards the door and then no one came in right so it was both of you experiencing this yeah yeah i mean obviously i can't ask my son because he, he can't talk quite yet but yeah but i should confirm because you haven't said that your wife and eldest did not come home no yeah yeah i, I did say didn't i i said i said no one came in anyway yeah no one came home <laughs> yeah they came home 
gone. That was it. Yeah, yeah. They walked through the door and then that was well strange. No, um, yeah. So I heard all that and and then no one came home. And then about 20 minutes later, they did in fact come through the door and perform those actions that I heard. That's really strange. I've got no explanation for that. Another spooky thing that happened to me. uh, And this one, this one is real strange. You're full of spooks this week, Ian. I am. I don't know what's happening. It must be Halloween in my brain or something. (laughs) The other morning, my wife and I woke up about eight o'clock and my wife nudged me and was like, oh, I think our son's jumped out of his cot because he's now got this thing that he can get out. (laughs) So you'd have like a Jackie Chan master as one son and then escape artist as another. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Gonna be rich one way or the other. Nice. (laughs) I'll sell him. (laughs) I know you would. (laughs) So anyway, so I jumped out of bed. I walked through to his bedroom. I looked to see where he was and he was in his bed, right? So I thought, oh, he's not out right i went over to him to see if he was awake to see what he was doing and this is the strange part and i'll explain why in a second but he was sat in his bed with his toy dinosaur okay now that doesn't sound strange but sometimes our eldest will go into his bedroom in the morning and give him a toy to play with but our eldest was his grandparents so he wasn't in the house right now when my youngest jumps out of his cot he cannot get back in because he can't then reach the bars to get back over. So he didn't jump out of bed, get his toy, jump back in. And my eldest didn't give him a toy and he can't reach the floor without jumping out of bed. So how in the f*** did he get this dinosaur in his bed? Right, I see. Could it have been, just voice a reason here, yep. could it have been that it was maybe like tucked a bit under the quilt, maybe he hadn't realised? He, he sleeps in a sleeping bag, so it's zipped around his body, so there's no there's no quilt or anything like that, there's no pillow. Of course, yeah, okay. Could it have been that it was at maybe the bottom of the sleeping bag? and No, no, th- there's literally just room for his feet at the bottom, and then, um, when you zip him in, it's flat, and I mean, we know where this dinosaur is, because we give it to him to play with, like, if we need to go to the bathroom or something, you know, during the day, stick him in his cot, mm. give him his dinosaur to play with, so we always know where it is but he had it this morning that is very odd um well i went through to my, my wife and said have you been into his bedroom and given him anything to play with and she said no and i said well he's got his dinosaur and my wife kind of stopped and looked at me and was like what and i was like yeah like he's sat there playing with it right now and it was it was just so strange like that's super strange we need to get you some sort of surveillance for recording all this stuff I mean, as soon as you do, it'll probably stop. <laughs> I don't know what you'd prefer, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just ignore it so it can do what, you know, it can... To be honest, I mean, it doesn't seem like a horrible entity, does it? You know, giving my child toys to play with while it's waking up in the morning. So, you know, as long as it doesn't do anything to scare anyone in the house, then, you know, it's, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, that's really strange. I do really, really want you to invest in some sort of recording devices for all of your house Maybe have an agreement with yourselves that you won't mention any of what is found on the footage. Okay, yeah. She doesn't need to know, but we may end up with some proof one way or another <laughs> of what's going on. Everyone's a winner. She knows I'd tell her. <laughs> she wouldn't hold me to that at all. <laughs> yeah, but if she doesn't want to know, she surely would prefer that, wouldn't she? Yeah, but I'd just be like, Oh my God, look at what happened in the in the hallway. There's a fucking headless pigeon walking around. <laughs> I don't think she'd mind too much with that. <laughs> Yeah, super weird. That's very, very interesting. Yeah, so onwards and upwards on to uh, the meat of the episode today. Mr. Jordan, what have you got coming up for us today? So I've got kind of an odd one. I've got a compilation of what I think have been the funniest nicknames that have been given to people. Oh, brilliant. It sounds kind of a bit meh, but actually I think there's some brilliant quotes in here. We'll see what you think. Do you explain why these people have got these nicknames? Yes. Because I uh, I watch another podcast on TikTok, which has a similar sort of thing where, they, where they people write in and, and 
tell the hosts why and how their friends have got these stupid nicknames. So ah. I'm definitely looking forward to it because I love watching that. But I'm hoping none of them you've heard. Maybe a couple of you've heard, but I'm hoping people will enjoy it either way. Absolutely. I mean, I don't really take it in, so it'll be all new to me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and what have you got coming up for us? I guess you might as well just dive straight in. So today I'm going to be telling you a crazy story and I don't really want to give away any spoilers. So I am just going to jump straight into it. Nice. Today, I have a gripping tale that is going to leave you questioning the fabric of reality. So buckle up, Jordan, as we dive into the story of Andrew Carlson, the stock market guru, with a twist. It was that his name? <laughs> with a twist. Hyphenated. <laughs> <laughs> so, our story begins in March of 2003, where the financial world was shook by one man. Andrew Carlson was a seemingly ordinary guy who managed to take $800 and turn it into a jaw-dropping $350 million in a mere two weeks. Wow, I'll invest in him. Well, no, maybe you won't be able to when you hear what happened. Okay. <laughs> Carlson did this simply by playing the stock market. He would invest his money in companies that others might have avoided, but these companies would every time, without fail, then begin to increase in value. Okay. So Carlson did this 126 consecutive times, making the correct call every single time. He should have just played roulette. What, just, just the once with his 800? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Just stick it on zero. You, you'll hear the twist in a second, right? And you'll know why that's impossible. And he did, he did well, so... Okay. Stop interrupting me. Sorry. <clears throat> in the face of extreme risk, and with each trade he made, Andrew Carlson's investment consistently emerged as winners. But his uncanny streak of success very quickly attracted the attention of the federal investigators from the Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, who were convinced that mere luck could not account for his extraordinary achievement. He was arrested, and he went with his detainers civilly. So, Jordan, what are some of your theories right now formulating going on in your head that you think might have helped him amass such a massive fortune in such a short time? Uh, that he could predict the future. Hmm, that's a very good, very good thought. Anything else? Um, that he could manipulate the outcome. Ooh, that's a, that's a cheeky one right there. Um, that it's all total bollocks and none of this is real. Stop reading my notes. <laughs> <laughs> or all three. Uh, unfortunately, you, I mean, you're close. You're on the you're on the right track, I guess, but none of, none of those are correct. Upon his arrest, his name was run through database after database, and oddly, no record of this man could be found. There was no information, no records, not so much as a goddamn birth certificate. It's like this guy was just farted into existence. <laughs> Or, or out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> it will be later. <laughs> so, Jordan, picture this. A dimly lit interrogation room, lamps swinging above the heads of Andrew Carlson and a couple of the confused SEC agents as they sit across from each other. It's a beautiful image. <laughs> the agents dig and probe, trying to get to the bottom of how he made his riches. Wait, this isn't a UFO abduction, is it? No. <laughs> it's just This is just one of my own um, X-rated fan fictions I've written. Fantasies. <laughs> Ian got his bomb out. I mean, Carlson! Stuck that glove on with a snap. <laughs> oh, yeah, got off the kinky snap. <laughs> so, was Carlson very good at playing the stock market? That wouldn't cause him much trouble, but what would, and why the SEC was so interested in him, was because they believed Carlson was practicing insider trading. Right, okay. Yeah, now, insider trading is illegal in most places because it involves getting tips from people on the inside of companies which may not be privy to the general trader, thus making it not fair. But, I mean, I just think if you're going to go to that, that extreme, mm -hmm. I mean, good on you, really. Yeah, yeah, I mean... All's fair in love and war. 
if you're going to go through the trouble to buy a handgun, plan a robbery, then fair play to you. You know, you deserve the money from that bank. <laughs> Ian, that's not very nice, you know. You've gone down in my estimation. I already bought the gun, Jordan. <laughs> I, bought, I bought you a mask. I mean, I hadn't asked you yet, fair enough, but I was going to see if you wanted to go halfsies. Do you just sit at home in all of this plan? Stop reading my plans! <laughs> I don't like these plans that you have for me. <laughs> I've only got two so far. Well, four, including the ones you don't know about, but... Okay. <laughs> Ignorance is definitely bliss. <laughs> They'll be coming out in the next few weeks. So there they were, asking him all sorts of questions, and over the course of a four-hour interview, it all came out. The answer was simple. Andrew Carlson was a time traveller. Ah, okay. So, yes, that is right. Andrew Carlson claimed to be a bona fide time traveller straight out of the year 2256, around 250 years in the future. Okay. So, in a videotaped confession, Carlson said, It was just too tempting to resist. I had planned to make it look natural. You know, lose a little here, lose a little there, so it doesn't look too perfect, but I just got too caught up in the moment, which is a rookie mistake. Why wouldn't you just, I don't know, fucking make one big one? I, I tell you what, why wouldn't you go back in time, make one decent stock prediction, put it in a bank, go back to your time, then you've got inflation and you're going to be fucking rich? Does that not affect his future self, though, when he goes back to his uh, natural time? What do you think I am, a time travel master? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot who I was asking. <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. So the agents, naturally, were equally sceptical and intrigued. They decided to play along with Carlson, and they were like, all right, time boy, spill the beans. Give us some future events, you little smart ass." And he did. He, he delivered, kind of. Okay, kind of. <laughs> Andrew Carlson started dropping prediction bombshells. He was all like, right, there's going to be some influential tech companies rising up. He apparently correctly predicted the date of the US invasion of Iraq. He said the outcome of some sports games. And in exchange for some leniency, he said that he would swap the cure for AIDS and the whereabouts of Osama bin Laden if he could get a shorter sentence and be allowed to return to his craft in order to return to his home time. And they didn't go for that? I, I think they were probably just thinking, that's a little bit of a ploy. So, no. Yeah, but you'd, you'd give it a go, though, wouldn't you? Well, I'd just say, give me the cure first, we'll test it if it works, and yeah, fuck off, you're free. Exactly, what have they got to lose? Uh, I guess him, but... You know. <laughs> well, not if they don't let him go, but I guess I guess they can only hold you for like a certain amount of time, can't they? So they can't really have time to test it. Surely they could have come to a mutual agreement. Uh, well, they kind of did, but um, we're, ju we're jumping ahead. So the SEC were like, this guy is a psycho, clearly a nut job, but he's just going to go and sit in his jail until he decides to give up his secrets. But strangely, a mysterious benefactor posted his bail for nothing short of $1 million and he was released. Oh. What? It was his future self. Oh, you totally could. I didn't even think of that, you know, because, oh, that, that's a paradox in itself, isn't it? It's like a, a parallel, yeah. That's that's a massive, that's like the grandfather paradox. Like, yeah. he went back to let himself out, but if he didn't go back to let himself out, then he wouldn't have been able to get out. But then if he didn't get out, then he wouldn't have been able to go back to the future to come back to the past to let yourself out. It's a vicious cycle, Ian. Yeah, that's probably the better way of putting it, more concise <laughs> to the point. <laughs> Sorry, I'm interrupting. Carry on. <laughs> no, it's absolutely fine. He was due to return to court on the 3rd of April that year, but he didn't show. Where had he gone? Underground? Home? Was he just silently hiding behind them like all those smart-ass kids do in hide-and-seek? <laughs> no, he was actually hanging on the, the bottom of the bunk bed. <laughs> he was hanging from the rafters. It was Batman. <laughs> 
Or did he indeed make his way back to his craft and jump back to his own time? Who knows? Well, that's not the end of it, Jordan. I've got more to tell you. Do tell. All searchers failed to locate him, but determined to prove that he was a big, dirty liar, the FBI continued searching. But again, when they looked him up on their database, they simply could not find any record of Carlson's existence before December 2002, merely four months before he was picked up. Right, okay. So, Jordan... The case of Andrew Carlson remains an enigma wrapped in a riddle, sprinkled with time travel love juice. <laughs> you got, that's awful. <laughs> I mean, what is that anyway? I don't know, but it sounds hot and I want it on my breakfast. <laughs> is that what this time traveling love juice? Is yep. that well, when this Carlson goes for a wink? Yeah, yeah, it's just as he's, um, as he's being propelled through time and space and he, he passes over your... <laughs> my what? Over your headspace, he just... It just, like, you know, climaxes straight into your face. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) I feel like I've gone down a really dirty alley here and I can't turn around now. (laughs) There's there's no backing out. where you're known best. (laughs) How did he manage to make those incredible trades? Did he stumble upon a time machine or was it a stroke of luck that defied all logic? What are you thinking, Jordan? Do you think this is true, or do you think this is not? I think it's love potion. Love potion. Oh, sorry, sorry, that wasn't the question, was it? Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's potentially true, plausible. Well, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, there is one claim to explain this story, and that is that it was first published in the newspaper Weekly World News, which, to anyone that doesn't know, apparently had a reputation for printing crazy stories, such as Baby Parts Lake Michigan and Man's 174 Mile an Hour Sneeze Blows His Wife's Hair Off. (laughs) (laughs) But she was wearing a wig, to be fair. (laughs) And this last one, Saddam and Osama Adopt a Shaved Baby Ape. What? All of which are actual headlines from the paper that I looked up. Are you implying that the paper sprouts bullshit? Precisely, Mr. Jordan. (laughs) But, right, this story quickly spread and started getting reported in more seemingly reputable news outlets. Right. But... This story that I'm describing sounds a little bit more thought out. Not as crazy as the others. You know, like you hear Osama and Saddam adopt a baby chimp and then you hear a man rinses stock market. I mean, you know, one one is like completely outlandish and one is, you know, feasible, plausible with a bizarre twist. Yeah, well, you say that, but it's this stock market incident because of time travel. That's pretty outlandish. Well, no, obviously, yeah. But I mean, like if this did happen and then that bit was added in, then I mean, one thing possibly could happen happen one part of that definitely probably could happen you know and it's just like the the extra bit that's a bit crazy but like saddam and osama adopting a a shaved baby ape is just absolutely all madness yeah but that is more possible well yeah i mean in in the realms of reality (laughs) it's more possible but less plausible i don't know i'd still disagree (laughs) okay fair enough but um there there is a point to all this insane babbling and uh, i'll let you know what that is (laughs) let me know once you find it (laughs) I think this is a very good cover story fabricated by the US government to keep this a secret. And I know what you're probably wondering, why do I think this? Well, one of the arguments as to why this was fabricated was 2003 wasn't a very good year for the American stock market, so why would Carlson have gone back to this year? Right, okay. People were saying, if this story was true, in 2003, the stock market wasn't even that good, so why wouldn't he have picked a better year? You mean like where he could get more profit more easily? 
Yeah, yeah, because apparently it wasn't doing too well, so it would have been harder to make your trades then, and mm. he could have just gone to a better year. But what my reply to that is, it wasn't a good year for the US stock market because of Carlson. He went back to that year, rinsed it of all the money, and knobbed up back to his own time. Mm, I get you. Obviously, all these people are like, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. Don't be stupid, Ian. Well, explain that then, eh? Calm down, it's okay. Don't laugh at me, Jordan. <laughs> I haven't had my daily dose of future love juice, all right? And I'm getting a little bit I'm getting a little bit antsy over here. <laughs> What's the dosage? Oh, just as much as I can get in my mouth. <laughs> Depends how hydrated I am. <laughs> I just leave my front door open. I put a blindfold on. <laughs> you just leave the letterbox open and you just yeah. kneel by it. <laughs> <laughs> Any time travellers that want to come by, they, you know. Did it like I just, <laughs> So that, that's uh, my evening plans. <laughs> time travellers welcome. Oh, God. They need this kind of release, you know, because when, when they're travelling from times, it takes a lot longer. Imagine driving from Devon to Glasgow, right? It's a long drive. And what if you couldn't stop for a piss, right? And then all of a sudden you're driving along and you see a guy at the side of the road with his mouth open and it says free toilet, right? <laughs> you go, you're going to stop, aren't you? You're going to stop, Jordan. <laughs> yeah? Well... I'm performing a public service for our time-travelling brethren, all right? Well, that's something I never thought I'd hear you say, but yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is, you know, sometimes if you're really desperate for a wee, but then you feel like you need a number two as well. Oh, well, you know, that's why I've got the blindfold on. I don't want to see that coming if if it's going to happen. That costs, though. That's uh, leave leave a £10 in the tip jar on your way out. What if a fucking dog comes by you? <laughs> if, if a dog manages to find its way to my bedroom and stick its bum over my mouth. <laughs> it's fair game, pal. Then it's made the effort. It deserves the treat, all right? That is such a grim thought. <laughs> Lovely. Fuck me. I feel like we've gone really off topic now. Oh, yeah, right. So, yeah, my, well, my part's finished. I would oh, t- was this all part of your spiel anyway, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been planning that for weeks. <laughs> Ian the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the human bucket. I've been called worse things. <laughs> Wait, why has it gone from, like, love juice to toilet juice? <laughs> That sounds grim as well. I don't know, actually. I think bin juice is worse. What? So if you had the option for love juice, toilet juice, or bin juice... I just think the idea of bin juice is even more revolting somehow. At least it was one's food that hasn't been processed through a human body. Well, I mean, it might have been. Well, it's just when you're too lazy to go upstairs to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Just use your bin. Yeah, only for solids. I'm not fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, if I've had a dodgy curry, I don't bother. <laughs> I go straight in my mouth. <laughs> hey, up, Ian. Hey, up, Jordan. You want to record tonight? Nah, mate, just had a curry, pal. I'll be round in ten. <laughs> <laughs> Open wide. I hope you're hungry, mate. Wife's had one and all. <laughs> Dog had a bit of chicken and all, sir. <laughs> Oh, let me wife know it's going to be a late one. See you in five. Oh, God. Oh, I am crying. I'm wiping tears from my eyes. Oh, save it for me. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okie dokie. Right. 
uh, I believe you had some nicknames to tell me about. <laughs> so, funniest nicknames. We'll start off uh, with this one. One of my friend's school teachers named Brian had a glass eye, so they called him Bran. Brian without the eye. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll just say, I've got quite a few here, so I think I'm just going to rattle straight through them. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Crack on. Nice. Have a friend that we called the Exorcist. Because he never leaves a party till all the spirits are gone. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> quite a good one, actually, yeah. I would love that nickname, to be honest. Quite cool, and it's like, oh, here comes the exorcist. <laughs> yeah, it's quite good, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I love that name. It's better than Bran. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> when I heard that, I'd just think of, like, all Bran or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bran Flakes. Yeah, if he, if he always, like, never showed up on time, you could call him Bran Flake. <laughs> Because it's Brian with a missing eye and he never turns up. Yeah, just he says he's going to be somewhere and then doesn't he just flakes on you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the nickname Dyson. A bowel operation left me with a colostomy bag. After seven months, I had an operation to reverse it and so became bagless. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good reason to get your nickname, you I know, having, so. your, your, having your bag taken up. <laughs> Um, guy in my wife's work was called Hugh Ray, so they nicknamed him Hip Hip. (laughs) (laughs) Hip Hip Hooray! Kind of odd. So apparently the person who submitted that said that they got £200 from Reader's Digest and that that was 100% true. (laughs) Brilliant. A guy named Arbor Zinghakaj, that's spelled X-H-E-K-A-J, a hockey player on the Montreal Canadiens, has the nickname Wi-Fi because his name looks like a password. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> I like this next one. Had a buddy that we called Soup. His brother was called Stew, but he wasn't as thick. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah, I, I like some of these. An installer I worked with used to just stand there and watch the others doing the work, just casting a shadow. Uh-huh. So we called him Sundial. So- <laughs> A teacher in my school had his two middle fingers severed by a machine. Everyone called him Spider-Man. <laughs> also a cool nickname. <laughs> the reasoning behind it is certainly not. Don't cheat no, in no, his no. class, he'll no, catch no. you in his web of lies. <laughs> <laughs> Worked with a police officer who was a bit on the short side. We called him Laptop. Lap- he was a small PC. Oh. <laughs> They're clever, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I love them. That like, people have such, such creative minds when it comes to taking the piss out exactly. of people. Exactly. I feel like if I got a creative nickname like that, rather than just fucking sausage bum, sausage bum, <laughs> it would, uh, you know, I'd appreciate it more. To be honest, I don't. I haven't heard anyone call you that yet, so you might be let off with it. There's still time. Used to call my hermit friend the Olympic torch. He never went out. going back to year seven it was the first week of school the older kids dashed an apple out the window and it hits this poor lad's head and bursts into chunks he was henceforth known as apple crumble (laughs) until we left in year 11 (laughs) poor kid mental names stick when you're a kid like that oh yeah like apparently from year seven till year 11 he was known by apple crumble do you think like halfway through like people just get bored and they just abbreviate it like hey ac no i think it'd be more like hey crumble (laughs) i I don't think they let it go that easy kids can be mean you can tell i wasn't one of the popular kids in school yeah but i mean here's the thing like they dashed this apple out of the window the poor guy was not even involved just an innocent bystander pie stander (laughs) <laughs> oh, Dean, now you started. <laughs> Maybe he'd like your fucking pie facts. 
I even go back there. Like. <laughs> Played rugby with a guy we called Tampax oh my. because he was usually only in for a week and then out for three. <laughs> Fucking cool. Yeah, they're good. Knew a bloke who used to wear two coats when it was cold. Guess what they called him? Uh, two layered Monty. <laughs> they called him Dulux. Oh, right. <laughs> Couple more for you. A woman at my local chippy didn't have a thumb. They used to call her Kit Kat. Hey, that's her that sent me them fucking emails. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Kit Kat for four fingers. Oh, uh, yeah, right, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and it could have been that lady who sent you the email. Yeah, from episode eight, I think it was. Was that episode eight? I believe so. Really? Can't be that far back, surely. That's right, we're running out of content. <laughs> Was it really episode eight? That can't be true. Feel free to check it out in your own time. You know what? I'm going to fucking check it out in this time. Oh, bloody hell. (laughs) Let's see. My mistake. It was episode 10. The Brutal Quiz and Baba Vanga's definitely true and completely believable future predictions. If you haven't listened to that one yet, please go back. It wasn't as good as we are now. Not that we're any better. Yeah, don't compare it to episode 22. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Well, either way, one of them will be better. Yeah, that's very true. What a beautiful way to look at it. (laughs) One of them won't be as shit as the other. <laughs> but still pretty shit. <laughs> Last one I'll give you. Okay. This is my favourite. I heard this one on the radio, so you might have uh, heard this one too. The lad at the pub has a limp. He's known as the sniper's nightmare. I have heard that one. Yep, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's my favourite one, though. <laughs> Had to include it. Fantastic. So, yeah, if anyone has some amazing, funny nicknames, or nicknames that they've maybe heard in passing, yeah, yeah. Uh, please let us know, because I absolutely love this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Fantastic. That and anything else you want to let us know, just send it on in to twoguyswhatsup at gmail.com, and we will have a look. If it's good, we might give you a shout-out and uh, read it on the show, and if not, then we'll just delete it. <laughs> Just ghost you. That's Pret- pretend it never happened. <laughs> right, so I think that about brings us roundabout to the end of today's episode, does it, me old pal? I think it does. Very uh, nicely. I, I really want to give you like a really interesting nickname to finish on. Okay, go for it. Mm. Uh, how about most amazing drummer in the world? Nah, it needs to be believable. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to give you one. I'm going to call you George Grant. George Grant. And that gives me an excuse to chop you. <laughs> yeah, that was funny a week ago. Not anymore, though. Novelty's worn off. Try chop me, bitch. <laughs> okay, then. So, to finish up, we've got a little bit of an announcement for you, which is super cool. Ooh. So, we have gone and gotten ourselves a Patreon. Patreon. And on there at the moment, we don't have much, but we have some badges. That's That's them. <laughs> That's them That's literally in it. a bag. Uh, you can chat to us on there, so it might be a bit easier. But yeah, the, the badges are on there. You, they are $3, I believe, for that tier. So if you feel like supporting us at all and you want a cool little bit of the first ever Two Guys What's Up merchandise, then you can head over to the Patreon and you can pick one up there. Nice. But I'm going to put a picture of the badges on Instagram as well. So if you want to have a little look before you have a little buy, then you can have a little look to see what they look like. But they are our first bit of merchandise. We are very excited to get them out there. So that's very, very awesome. Yes, indeed. What's the link, Ian? It's patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up, oddly enough. But I will link it in the description of this episode for your clickety-click-clack pleasure. 
as always, because I'm good like that. Yeah, you are really good, actually, at that. Oh, thank you very much. But uh, yeah, fret not, there, there will be some more stuff. We've got some big ideas coming for the Patreon. We've got some cool stuff hopefully coming in the not-too-very-distant future. We just need to pull our fingers out. That is true. So that's one of the tiers. If you want other tiers, I'm sure Ian will cry into a little cup for you. Ten dollars, one vial. <laughs> yeah, it's still not love juice, though. <laughs> There might be a little bit of love juice left in there from from what landed on my face earlier. (laughs) That's why you scoop it off your face. I don't wash my face often. Beautiful. So if you'd like to get in touch, have an idea you'd like us to research, have something read out on a future episode, or even if you just want to say hi, you can find all the links to our socials where you can reach us at twoguyswhatsup.com, which will be linked in the description for your clickety-click-clap pleasure also. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend. Take your friend to the time travel craft you have hidden under your mattress and just do me a favour. Just go back in time to just before we record episode 22, right? Because I can't I can't let it go, Jordan. Just, just go back and just slap us. Say, no. Just grab me by the collar. Just say, don't do it. It's going to be shit. But then go forward in time to when we've either finished doing the podcast or one of us has died and then just listen to the entire back catalogue of Two Guys What's Up back to back. Just please come let us know if there's any more shit ones. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, the thing is, though, this might have already been corrected and the other one was even worse. Like half-assed time travellers, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're enjoying the show and you're feeling kind, a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app would go a long way to help us out here and we would be eternally grateful. But on that note, thank you for listening today, guys. I need to go and host down my greasy co-host. <laughs> you guys have an amazing week and we will see you next Monday. Arrivederci. Yeah, excuse me. I just need to uh, blow myself. One second. <laughs>